Hello, and welcome back to the Wild River Podcast. This is your host, Sam. And, you know, this is kind of an ad hoc episode. I wasn't planning on recording this, but I was feeling super energized today. So I was like, why not? Let's just um, record something that's been on my heart. Plus, I just wanted an opportunity to connect with y'all um, to these to you who take your time to listen to this uh, to this podcast and um, share a little bit from my heart. And I wanted to share something that's not related to human design. I love human design. Obviously, it's something that I talk about, and it's a subject of this podcast for the next month. But it's not the whole picture. And sometimes it can be easy for me and other folks who are into human design to really be immersed in it. And um, it's not everything. So in this episode, we're going to talk about a few different things. We're going to bounce around a little bit. So even though we're not talking about human design substantively, we're not going into the energy types, anything like that, as I'm doing on my other episodes. And it's been a big focus on my Instagram the last month or two. Um, there has been a big change for me in the way I view that. So I will be speaking about human design a bit, but it's it's broader than that. It's, I think, applicable and kind of the lessons I've learned could be transferred and applied to a lot of different things. Um, I'm going to speak to kind of my shift of wanting to focus back on the basics and on simplicity and these kind of core messages. And that's related to this kind of closure in human design. Um, I'm going to be talking about my three threads for winter. So I love kind of, I love, it's really important to me to live intentionally and to really kind of think about and evolve and progress um, living my values. I used to not feel very connected to my values. So New Year's Eve, three years ago, I just started, I think, so 2000, this was 2018. So yeah, three years ago, I had um, just started practicing in um, New York City at the law firm that I worked at, large law firm, uh, maybe a thousand lawyers just in that office. And quick paced, um, complex work I was doing, I think at that point, bankruptcy or I don't know, I don't remember. I don't do that work anymore, but I did. And I just started there and I was really excited for the opportunity. And I was also really just not really sure, knew, kind of feeling early on like this probably isn't going to be totally long term for me, which I had known going in um, and was just grateful to be there and grateful for the learning opportunity. And I did this exercise where you write your obituary. And I remember writing about all these things that I wanted to be in my life and, I, you know, not only career-wise, which was a part of it, um, but also how I wanted to be perceived by my friends and family, how I wanted people to remember feeling treated by me, how I wanted to be involved in my community. And I remember looking at my life and saying, there's not that much crossover here. Like, I'm pretty far off. And it was really scary for me. I just, it was just moment of clarity so since then, I try to make a point to kind of think about what are my values or what I really want to prioritize for this season so I don't get too far off base, so I don't get too distracted or get so distracted by one thing that I lose sight of everything else. So I have always kind of done different value setting or goal setting um, for the year or for whatever seasons, but recently I've been picking what's called three threads, kind of what are the three touch points, the three priorities that I want to have 
in this season um, of my life. So kind of weather season, the last time I said it was at the end of summer and you know it's lasted me till now and now I'm coming up with three more. So I will share that exercise that I do with you and what I've come to the conclusion of. Um, it's really helpful for me. I love New Year's intentions, but like I can't predict what I'm gonna wanna feel or do the whole year. So seasons allow me a little bit more flexibility and kind of allow me to speak to what's really important for me right now and then know that that can change things change over a few months and I may have a different shift of priorities you know in April than I do now lastly I'll end with some personal updates I have some exciting ones plus I want to talk a little bit about different career things it's been four months since I've been on here and um, I love sharing my life with you and it helps me feel more connected and um, I you know, hope that certain experiences that I have, um, certain decisions that I make or the way I think about things or, or whatever it is can give a little bit of support or help or just a different perspective to wherever you are. When I first started to kind of evaluate my life and think, I'm not very happy in this and I want to think about what a change would look like, it was so helpful for me to hear other people's experiences because it just gave me something to respond to, something to touch point on something to kind of feel into you know knowing my life is different than than theirs but um I didn't really know what like I felt like I didn't have a lot of examples so it's one of my intentions here with these kind of more personal podcasts plus it's just fun and I love talking um okay so let's start at the beginning this or the beginning aka the first thing I want to talk about so this is the human design thing so basically What's been happening is about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I decided I really wanted to dig into human design. I really wanted to study it. I wanted to learn it. I'd known about it for two years. The first two years, I kind of just focused on my design. Plus, I didn't really know how to find other information. So I did a training program. If you want to, if you're if you're a human design person, you want to learn more about that. I have an Instagram live with Teresa Brennan. Um, Brenneman on my Instagram, which you can hear more about my experience with the training program I did. But anyway, that's not the point of this. So basically, I spent the last over a year kind of pretty immersed in the human design community. I kind of found the the human design community that I'm in now with a lot of amazing um, human design enthusiasts, great thinkers about it in January and I had kind of really started studying it like the October before so there's a little bit of a gap in there but since January like that I've just kind of continued to expand my knowledge I have kind of changed my approaches and over this time I have felt a lot of like there's a right way to do this and I'm probably doing it wrong like I'm not going to the right sources or I need to think about this differently there's a better way to learn this and sometimes that feeling like that discouraged me and I kind of just like tapped out like well I don't care about this I'm not gonna I'm not gonna focus on this for a month but I liked it so much I always came back um, so basically I would hear a perspective and make me feel insecure sometimes I would withdraw but you overall the the trend has been I really want to learn this and I'm motivated to figure it out even if I'm insecure about where I am now 
and I really have been studying and I I study not only for my client readings or for you know specific questions people are bringing me in my sessions but just for my personal knowledge I had a month where I think every night before I bed I would spend at least a half an hour reading old lectures or my books or whatever um, just that was recently just to kind of continue to fill out my knowledge base and I loved that um, it brought me a lot of satisfaction it was so interesting and I really wanted to follow where my enthusiasm was and it was taking me deep into human design on the other hand I also think I was responding to fear of insecurity fear of not knowing enough um, fear that I needed to prove to people around me that I deserve to be speaking on this subject that I was qualified enough and so I ended up I felt like sometimes I was speaking I actually felt like often when I was making content I might be making it for my kind of the audience I have in mind but I was always very aware of kind of human design peers who might be reading it and what they may be thinking about it so it was coming from both it was coming from a genuine interest and insecurity um that's probably how I put it and a lack of confidence in some ways and so even you know for those who aren't interested in human design or whatever it is like this can kind of be transferred to anything something that you're going into um, and you're really enthusiastic and you're putting a lot of time into are you being motivated by interest are you being motivated by fear both or is it both Often it's both because usually fear isn't doesn't last long enough or it makes you feel like tired or sick if you go for too long. Um, so usually there is genuine interest in there. And a lot of it was, I would say 75% of it was genuine interest and 25% of it was out of what I think I should be doing or out of some sort of, um, some sort of insecurity. And something, I don't, I mean, I can, I can kind of surmise where I think it was, but it was... I also think it was kind of related to the eclipse season and some different astrological parts in my own chart. But in November, I just had this shift where I kind of, it was almost like I felt completed. Like I felt like I've gone deep into this world. I've investigated. I have shined a light. I understand the different perspectives. I feel good about them. I feel confident. I understand why people make these arguments the way they do or the different perspectives or why people uh, you know advocate for some things or over the other and also that doesn't have to be that doesn't have to influence how I teach um, that doesn't have to I don't have to take it personally it other people's statements don't mean that I'm not doing a good enough job even other people's criticisms about things that I might be doing too don't mean that I shouldn't do them it's just one person's criticism maybe it's something I can get curious about maybe it's something I would say hmm, that's interesting how could I apply that is there something I can learn there but it doesn't need to be something that derails me and it doesn't mean need to be something that you know keeps me from really showing myself as a leader and so what I've really felt kind of this transition over this period is moving from being purely an observer not purely but largely an observer and a student to being more of a leader and a teacher kind of speak to owning 
my platform, owning where I am, my knowledge base, knowing, recognizing that there's so much I don't know. There's always more to learn. And also, I know a lot to be beneficial. And I know a lot to the people that I'm usually speaking to, which is usually people who are kind of newer on their human design journey um, or peers of mine. And we all have something to contribute. And I've also kind of been learning or observing where am I leaking away my energy, my focus out of fear of criticism or rejection from others? And how can I just minimize that for myself? Um, I think for anybody who's interested in taking a risk, whatever it is in your life, like it could have nothing to do with even wellness or self-help or anything. It could be a new job or wanting to start a new hobby or something. Where where when you're feeling doubt see if you could follow that train of thought like what does that really stem from and is there something is is that something you can maybe cut off or protect yourself so as an example i am um i muted a bunch of the human design accounts i've done this before i love my peers in the human design community how much i learn from them some of them i know personally some of them i don't but i feel connected to them in some way because i've been following along on their journey for a while and I've learned so much from them and I'm so grateful they're creating and right now it's not the most productive thing for me to be absorbing that. Um, Right now I can be in a season of integration. Right now I can say I've spent a long time studying. Now it's time to really let it sit, play with it, and speak when I feel inspired to rather than feeling as an obligation and speak the way I want to speak. Even if some people might disagree with me um, or even if I'm afraid of some level of judgment. And that has been great. It's this kind of an energetic shift, which is so interesting at a time when I'm producing a lot of human design content. We're producing a series because I still love the system, but it feels like I'm kind of moving into a period where I'm more comfortable talking about it in the way I want to um, and not feeling so vulnerable to kind of others' thoughts on it. So that's exciting. Another kind of part of this closure and transition for me is coming back to the basics. You know, I used to have this, um, so the basics for me, what do I mean by basics? Living with purpose, living with intention, feeling connected to my heart, feeling connected to earth, spending time outside um, with earth, spend time connecting with nature, spending time being present with my body, feeling connected to my body, prioritizing joy, setting intentions. These sorts of things that, have been important to me since I kind of started a a journey of inner inquiry or spiritual awakening or whatever you want to call it basically where I started looking at myself my emotions my feelings and thinking maybe I should explore what this is Um, which began about three and a half years ago at a more kind of pronounced level and when I say back to basics like these things have always been there but Sometimes I feel like, well, they're not novel enough. I need to be learning about something or focusing that something that's really new. Human design was one of those things for me um, that really challenges my mind. And it's, it's almost like brain candy. Like it stimulates my intellect. But what I always want to be present and focused in is feeling connected to my heart, feeling connected to the pulse of my creativity, feeling connected to love and love for myself, love for others, love for earth love for humanity and to do that that's something that gets cultivated like joy love those things of course just exist in in exist I think in everybody at some levels and for some people they're just naturally really joyful it's how they move through the world 
I relate to that. I consider myself to be a really naturally joyful person. Um, I just feel happy a lot of days. Not every day. Sometimes I feel I wake up and I feel melancholy, but I have a brightness to me. And also joy is something that I have to intentionally cultivate. Like it is, I notice a difference when I choose to prioritize joy and when I think about what that feels like in my life versus um, when I don't. And when I kind of just let things unfold as they are and I simply respond, I notice a difference when I, when I, create time to connect with what's on my heart and I listen to that and I feel it and I honor it and I give myself my emotions a time to spill out of me I notice a difference when I really connect with my body and when I think about kind of not only how I want to be in the world but how I want to the voice that I want to share for you know my little corner of the world um my in my real life my you know my you know, in-person life and my internet life, those are the things I want to be speaking to. I think there is a part of me that thought like, well, it's more interesting to be talking about something that's new. And maybe for some people it is, um, but it's not the most important thing to me. Like I, the most important thing to me is not speaking to every single different modality, whether it's human design or astrology or even like, breath work or Reiki or opening the Akashic record. Like it's not about the thing. It's about what it does for us. Human design helps connect me to me. It helps me connect me to my individualization. It helps connect me to being open and available for life. And that's what I'm interested in. That's kind of the thread of everything I want to be doing, certainly with Wild River. Am I being open, available for life? Am I embodying that and am I sharing that with my clients, with my with people around me on the internet, with every kind of thing that I devote my energy to? Am I open to the bigness and the spirit and the emotions and the depth and the fullness of life? Can you feel my heart? Um, can I feel my heart? That's what I, that's what's important to me. That's what I want to be in. And I think when if I get distracted by these intellectual pursuits, it can take me away from that. And, or it can, not totally, it's not like I haven't been connected to my heart at all, but it can kind of distract me. Um, connected to the environment. That's something that's important to me. Feeling like I am taking the steps that live the values that align with my perspective of the environmental world and of sustainability. So I have been kind of in my life focusing on that, using this time of putting away some of my human design books, reserving that for when I have specific questions or things I'm diving into based on a client's chart. And instead thinking about, okay, what does it feel like to just be with my heart? Um, what does that look like? What is, I mean, I know what it looks like for me, which is often kind of creating a space to where I have presence and quietness and then literally asking heart, what's on your mind today? What are you feeling in journaling, putting on music, doing anything that can help support it and, and getting out those emotions so I can be with them so I can hear them. Um, same with body, body, what do you want right now? How do I, how can I make you feel supported and heard? Kind of treating it like a relationship, just asking myself, my body, these questions and, and being available enough to listen and to hear, even if it's just like, I'm cold, um, or I'm tired. It, it can be simple. So that has been an exciting personal shift. And, um, I think, you know, when we talk, when we think about what are the things that are really meaningful, what are the biggest lessons in our life, it's rarely novel. 
you know, we, it's really like, it's rarely purely a novel concept that we've never heard of before. Sometimes it is, but it usually is a concept that you've heard before that probably has been presented to you at some point, but you heard it from the right person at the right time. And that's all it is. And so when I'm thinking about like, well, how do I need to be supported or, or help myself? It's not always going to this brand new modality because it's not that there's going to be some new secret key in there. Um, that modality or that brand new thing or that brand new book or if you're not into, you know, whatever it is, like whatever helps you kind of explore yourself, um, it may not be the new thing. It may actually just be creating time for what you already have, creating time for what's already there or just being quiet enough that your own inner wisdom and guidance can come through. So that has been kind of an exciting turn for me. And as far as how I think about it in my wild river work, I want to, it's always or not always but I I think a big part of what I want to be doing is being a voice for love and expression and self-love and and um, loving others and loving earth and just being kind of a a quiet reminder of that and I want human design to be a part of it but not all of it um, even though I'm still creating a lot of human design content because I love it it's kind of a per it's almost like a I've less loosened up the grip so that is just exciting and feels really good. Now, let's get into my three threads for winner because what I just all said and explained um, speak to this. They were the context that kind of told me now is time to come up with a new thread. Now is a time to um, look to see what, what, what wants to be the priority. This I'm kind of saying will be my next thread for the next three months-ish until I feel inspired to change them. So the first one is creativity without expectation. Creati creativity is important to me and I have been working on creating creative channels. I didn't feel like I had a lot of creative channels when I was working in corporate law and I certainly wasn't creating any time for them, but I also had a really rigorous work schedule. So I just didn't feel like I had time and my work didn't feel creative for me. And so when I left that role, which I'm going to do a full breakdown story time of that soon on this podcast, I really want to speak to that experience of leaving a job and all the fears that can come up with that and the unknowns that fall with it and all of that shortly. If you are interested in that sort of episode or you are experiencing something, let me know. But okay, so creativity without expectation. So I then when I left and I started creating Wild River and um and my other channels, I have creativity. It's my, you know, thinking of content, podcasts, like all of this is creative. Uh the way I orchestrate my sessions, those feel creative to me. How my one of my besties, Nadia, what we decide to create together, our new moon ceremonies, it'll feel like creative flow when we, when we do that. And it is creative, but there's always a level of expectation there. Even I'll make, um, I'll paint watercolor cards sometimes for people, or I'll do something creative around the house. I love to cook and I'll make maybe a creative meal, but it, there is an expectation there that watercolor I need to get out. I'm going to give to somebody the food I'm going to eat. Like there is something here. And so what I really want to cultivate right now, or I want to you know, post this on the on Instagram and there's some expectation that I want to have things done by a certain time, etc. What I really want to create space for is creativity without expectation. Creativity just because it's a flow of my energy and it doesn't have to be productive. It can just be purely to be. 
It's just about honoring where I am in this space and what feels good in my body. How do I let that flow? Whether it's creativity with dance, um, dancing for fun. Sometimes I even dance because like I want to feel better or I want to feel this expected outcome and there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with doing things for expectation, but there is an expectation there. And I want to experiment with what would it feel like if there was no expectation? What would it feel like if I draw and I had no idea what was going to come out? Um, what would it feel like if I created, this is kind of an example of this, this episode because I usually do outlines and kind of think about my episodes, journal on them, etc. I just kind of am going by the seat of my pants. I wrote out like five bullet points for this uh, just to have it, you know, no expectation that people will listen, no expectation that anything will come from it, um, no expectation other than honoring a part of my voice in this moment. I am in a creative mastermind with one of my friends and teachers, Danny Dillard, on creativity. And so this is kind of exciting. It moves together and um, hopefully will support me in connecting with my creative essence and honoring that in all channels of my life and not just in certain channels. The next one is body again because body is everything. We don't can't connect with our voice. We can't connect with our individuation. We can't connect with what's on our heart if our body doesn't feel online and safe and connected to. But last time when I talked about body, it was like body with my back and like kind of caring for body. This is now being present with body. Just having moments and prioritizing this where I just get to feel into my body. Um, A lot of ways I like to do this is through touch. So kind of massaging my legs um, but not so I often will do stretches and must have like one of those Theraguns I got it for my birthday last year to help with my back so it's there's an expectation there like I'm doing this to feel better this is more just presence with body just to be with body um, just to honor body and to be available for whatever body however body wants to speak to me and any information that wants to come out maybe I um, just stretch or move just to feel feel what it feels like to be in my body but basically just have body as a touchstone and 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 having enough space that I can hear what my body is asking for and creating space to honor that because a lot of times we don't not only do we not listen but we just kind of override by being like well I'm sleeping now and I'm getting up now and I'm making sure I'm gonna stay awake by fueling myself with caffeine and coffee and things that will do that and I'm going to work out on these moments, these times, regardless of what my body's asking for, because this is the schedule. And all these things service our practical life. Like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them, but particularly while I have this flexibility in my time, really being with my body to be available for whatever it is telling me and to not like, yeah, just, just to be present with it. And then lastly, this is kind of a connection to the human design story, focusing inwardly. I don't have the, I haven't landed on the word I'm going to use for this thread, but um, it's basically inwardness, introspection, self-sourcing. Now, this isn't all about inner inquiry. It's more like I'm just not looking to outer authorities as much. I'm not looking to outside information. I'm not going to be learning anything. This is new. I usually have like a course or something I'm doing at any time. And 
I'm not doing, I'm not taking in any new information for the next two months. Um, there, it's like already been challenged because I see these, I really want to do Amy Leah's astrology course and she did a sale on it and I was like, oh, maybe I should just do it. I've been looking at it for months and it was like, no, that's not my thread right now. My thread is to be with myself, to be with what I already have present, to be available to integrate all the things that I've already learned. I don't need to bring in new information I don't need to bring in new information to validate anything and that's how I can sometimes tell like my interest in learning is 80% sometimes more so genuine and true and just I'm a lifelong learner and I always will be a learner and love to learn it's so fun for me I get a lot of joy and satisfaction out of it and there's a part of it sometimes it's 2% sometimes it's 30% where I feel like I my value is in my intellect. My value is in how much I learn. Um, my value is in all the information I can tell somebody somewhere, all the things that I know. And that is not my full value. It's part of it. Um, my ability to learn and to share things I've learned is valuable and it's something that I take pride in and I want to continue to always do. But also sometimes it's harder to just be with yourself be with the body create space for creativity to create space to connect with your heart create space to connect with earth and there is a lot of knowledge and wisdom and and fun and joy that comes from that it doesn't need to be external and when you open to the external you're open to influence and to distraction and sometimes to distortion and so i you know it doesn't mean i'm going to be like totally cut off from the news or like never read a article about you know, an upcoming eclipse or a oil spill or anything like that. This doesn't really totally apply to my environmental work either. Um, obviously not work, but even my environmental interests. For anyone new here, Wild River actually started as an environmental education account. So environmental interests and like sustainability issues are interesting and near to me. And I'm going to be doing some episode deep dives on some kind of like environmental issues I really like learning about and sharing about. And so I will be researching, of course, for those. I will be learning more and kind of shoring up my information and making sure my knowledge is it, that I'm sharing is or the information I'm sharing is accurate. But it's not going to take up as much space in my life. So those are my three threads. And I encourage you to think of yours. Like what are the values right now in your life? What are you really hoping to create? Maybe it's prioritizing joy. Um, maybe it's taking time for yourself. Maybe it's also creativity. Maybe it's um, creating without consuming or having time without consumption, having time and you're not listening to a podcast, like leisure without consumption. So often we think of leisure, we think of reading a book, watching a TV show or a movie, listening to a podcast, um, or that's a part of it. What if it didn't include any content? What if it was just you and that thing? It would, you you know, where I you're protected from any outward thing, even if there's sources that you love and you're interested in. That could be a cool thing to work on. I've had that before as a thread of mine. Um, okay, so now I'm gonna wrap up with some personal updates. The first one being is I got engaged about a week and a half ago by the time this episode comes out, probably two weeks, to my partner Chapman. Um, Chapman and I have been together for six years. We met at a Harry Potter party by one of our, one of my best friends, now best friends, this was like the second time I was meeting, meeting her, um, and through Chapman's close friend in New Orleans. Uh, we were both in costume and I've always loved Harry Potter and loved dressing up as costumes. I was Tonks. He was wearing, he was, um, wait, 
actually I won't it's kind of a long thing but he was in costume which was amazing and it what we I just immediately was take interested in him and taken by him we had a really long conversation he asked me out that night we went out a few days later and have been together ever since and you know not a lot is going to change in our immediate lives we live together we're already committed to each other and um planned on getting married and engaged it wasn't a surprise but I mean it was a surprise at the moment but it, it wasn't genuinely a surprise I, I knew and I had a lot of suspicions too about this particular weekend but there's still a level of sweetness and um, that comes from this commitment and that is really beautiful and it it just if when I think about it like this it just feels really special and that is it's a miracle to find someone that you love it's a miracle to be able to love and to kind of continue to be able to love, um, to be able to love big and full, just because there's so much pain in the world and um, and everybody has experienced things that are hard and those things can just to make it sometimes hard to love and loving him feels so natural to me and I always want to be able to love him in bigger and deeper and fuller ways. And I'm so happy that um, we had the opportunity to meet and connect and to fall in love and have worked through any fights and challenges that we've had over the six years to feel really happy and healthy and whole in our relationship. So it's really exciting. Also, we had all of our family in town, both of our parents. Um, Chapman's parents live in Louisiana, mine from Arizona. And then we had siblings and our siblings partners from Colorado, New Mexico, um, and uncle from California and then siblings from Missouri, New York, Massachusetts. I'm not sure if I'm leaving anyone out. So just all over the country just to spend the Thanksgiving weekend with us here in Vermont. It's our first holiday here and um, and to watch us get engaged, which most of them knew, but was obviously a surprise for me. So that was just really special and really exciting to have some of our family members meet for the first time and all of our family members to get the chance to get to know each other more. Um, beyond that, I've had some cool career development. So I'm both, as I've mentioned, a lawyer and I'm also do human design and coaching. And both in both areas, I've kind of expanded into new things. So I have been doing. Uh, uh, contracting work for an environmental restoration company since last year, but I expanded my role as a regulatory and strategic con consultant about three months ago, so or four-ish months ago, and um, that has been great. It can be challenging for me because of the subject matter and kind of the depth of work that I'll do, but I also really love it. I love the people I work with. I love the company. I love the um, the subject matter. It's just wonderful, and I really am so grateful for the flexibility that they offer me. And then also um, my dear friend Nadia, who I've been hosting all these podcast episodes with, uh, invited me to co-facilitate a program that she launched called Soul Group. She had done one cohort of it together with six women, and then her and I did another one. This was my first time doing a kind of long-term group experience, and it was just incredible. Like, I had spoken to women who were part of Soul Group in the first cohort, and I had heard their incredible reflections, and I had, you know, seen all the, the um feedback forms and they were just glowing and Nadia had such a powerful experience but you kind of have to see it for yourself and soul group is kind of a longer conversation because I have so much to say on it but just at the basics it's an eight-week program um each week or 
seven of the weeks we meet in for two hour ceremony as a group and each week has a different theme and so we have an inner child week a connecting with earth consciousness week a human design week um, karmic lessons and we draw on all these kind of different spiritual tools and modality to help you connect with your heart and your path and um and your voice it's kind of like creating tools for inner inquiry at like a really deep and honest and profound level and then creating a safe space to share them and to be supported and affirmed in sharing them and what I think really struck me about the experience was just how powerful it is to have a safe container and how much depth and how much exploration can happen when you feel safe. Um, I feel so grateful to have been able to facilitate this experience with the incredible, incredible woman that we're participating. So we have each, we have these like ceremonies each week and um, we start with an energy update, looking at the astrology and human design of the time and kind of any other thing that we want to start with them we'll often do like a it's like a meditation but it's also more like heart medicine it's like energy medicine and then we'll move into sharing circles and some we'll have journal exercises some some sessions and more presentation or roundtable based um there's a few different formats that we do, but they're all are very special. And then we have coursework that supports each week's theme that you can kind of go through on your own with meditations, with exercises, with journal prompts, and to allow you to kind of go as deep into the experience as you want to. And then uh, we each have one-on-one -on -one sessions with Nadia and with me where we do human design readings, integration sessions, um, clarity calls, et cetera, during and then afterward. So it, you know, there's some transition afterward. Um, it doesn't feel like anyone's being dropped off. And then we also had Voxer. And it was, it provided like one thing I was surprised about with the feedback was just how powerful the accountability was and having space dedicated each week to work on yourself because it's true, but I honestly hadn't thought about it like that. But it also just amazed me how much wisdom and how much each person was willing to kind of open up and the safety that they expressed that they felt in doing that. So that was really exciting for me to be able to facilitate that and felt like a, a, a growth moment for me. I always learn from Nadia. Um, we are a great duo together and we each bring different things and to the to a container and it's so fun working together. Her and I are launching Soul Group again in February. It We can't wait. We already have two spots filled um, at the time that I'm recording this and I am just so looking forward to connecting with that group of women. We always kind of change things a little bit, build to it, add to it, hopefully make it better, expand it. And we are always expanding. So the energy we bring to it will always be a little bit different too. And that has been just been a cool, it's been a lot of growth areas and expansion and also challenges. Like there have been challenges throughout this um, time, fights with my partner about like things that we've resolved, but there are always ups and downs, feelings of insecurity in my work, feelings of frustration in my, um, in all channels of my work and needing to work through those. So it, you know, I'm sharing a lot of highlights, but, and I feel a lot of gratitude for my life and my flexibility and the beauty that I'm surrounded by. But of course, um, there are always challenges and places to navigate to. So I think this is good to wrap it up here. If you end up listening to this episode, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear if you have any threads of anything that resonated with you, if there's any reframes or things that you thought about that are helpful. Um, 
if you liked the style of episode, I know it can be kind of long and it's a little bit free flowing, but I personally really resonate with this style of sharing and speaking because I think it honors my ability to just kind of speak from my heart at the moment. And sometimes when I do too much structure, I lose a little bit of that. Um, I'm really grateful that you're here and I'm grateful to be to be connected with you through the ethers. And if we haven't had a chance to connect one-on-one, send me a DM on Instagram or you can always email me because I would love to talk with you a little bit and um, and just hear anything about you that you would like to share in your life. That is all. Of course, if this episode resonates, if any episodes resonate, send it to a friend. That's the best way to support this podcast, this effort, Wild River generally. And I look forward to um, sharing on here again and connecting with you in the future.